Is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT if he wins his third Super Bowl? I don't think so. We'll explain why on today's edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. Baby. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert for Locked On Titans, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy, local expert for Locked On Cardinals. It is Super Bowl week, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a ton of Super Bowl content for you on today's show. Before we get into it, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. And for two teams, it's still Crossover Thursday, which is also brought to you. Buy prize picks, but prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Super Bowl week, we're talking the impact on both of the quarterbacks in this game. If they win, who are the best non quarterbacks in this matchup? And of course, we will give our Super Bowl predictions at the end of the show. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. It's Locked On. It's your team every day. All right, Alex, with that being said, I know how I feel about this. I've kind of done the thought exercise in my head of who I would rank where, but if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, it'll be his third Super Bowl within like seven years. He's obviously going to be way up at the top at all the statistical marks by the time he finishes, just with the nature of the way the game is played and his talent. He'll probably have three Super Bowl MVPs. Do you think that he could actually make a claim to being the GOAT already? No, but there's, you know, there's a spectrum to that argument, which we've had maybe three times in the history of football, five times in the history of football. Uh, maybe, you know, five, seven, whatever with, with, with the other guys. Um, but this is the interesting part. You've got like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, whatever you want to say. Okay. It's probably right. Tom Brady. It's probably Tom Brady. That's fine. We don't yeah. have to get in that disagreement right now. Okay. But what he will do is supplant your breeze, supplant Aaron Rodgers, supplant big Ben, supplant Philip Rivers, even though Philip Rivers wasn't at that level. Right. Supplant right. like, and it's not, it's not so much about Drew Brees shattered everything. He took passing to a completely different level yes. at, a, at a time where it wasn't really done like that during right. the Marcus Colson, Devery Henderson years, <laughs> Jimmy you know, Graham. with Deuce yeah. McAllister and like Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles. Like it was different. Okay. Yeah. And he only won one and he had chances to win a lot more, but he didn't. The right. fact that Patrick Mahomes wins these Super Bowls with sure had Tyreek Hill. Okay, sure. Has Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey wasn't Travis Kelsey until Patrick Mahomes got there, until Andy Reid got there. Okay, he was a good tight end who went on a dating show for kissing Kelsey, whatever the hell it was called. He was a completely different person. He made Travis Kelsey who he who he is now. Okay, he never had the best defense. He had one of the the worst defenses when he won the first Super Bowl. Okay, all he did was beat teams with better rosters in the Super Bowl, but he was the best player on the field, which trumped everything. So in that ilk in that light drew Brees, aaron Rodgers, big ben wayside patrick mahomes yeah. leaps them and i don't think like aaron Rodgers maybe like 
physically the best quarterback we've seen, arm talent, like uh, accuracy, things like that. But he folded like Peyton Manning did a lot in the playoffs. Now, Peyton Manning still would be ahead of Patrick Mahomes. I think Peyton Manning is the second best quarterback we've ever seen. Um, aside from Patrick, aside from Tom Brady, just because of his acumen and what he did at the line, he changed football in that way also. But yes, right. I think Patrick Holmes is not, won't be looked at as the greatest because I think it's way too early, but he'll be in second or third alone and all the older yeah. guys will be behind him. Yeah, I think it vaults him up. Me personally, I mean, we could get it to our top five list sometime in the offseason, of course. Yeah, but sure. for me, I would have Patrick Mahomes as the third best quarterback ever behind Tom Brady and behind Joe Montana if he wins this Super Bowl. I would have Peyton Manning and John Elway as my next two. Again, John we could get it to our top top five list, whatever. But I think this puts Patrick Mahomes getting that third Super Bowl. It puts him above a lot of these guys who we consider all-time greats. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, uh, Eli Manning, jokes aside, we'll talk about Eli here in a second. But I want to use that as a transition because I, I think we're on the same page with Mahomes. It'll take him to an elite level ab above a ton of guys who we just saw be great over the last 20 years. Maybe won't put him above the top of the top just because he needs more time. But yeah. I want to flip over to Brock Purdy. And it's a simple question. If Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl, is he going to be grouped with Eli Manning, Maybe Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, guys who really get credit for what they've done? Or is he going to be looked at as a Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson? You know, because even the way that we discuss a Nick Foles and a Joe Flacco is different from the way that we discuss a Trent Dilfer and a Brad Johnson. Which group, if you had to pick, would you put Brock Purdy in if he wins this Super Bowl? First of all, massive disrespect to Joe Flacco comparing him to Nick Foles. Okay. What Nick Foles did... They both got hot in the playoffs no, no, and went No, 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 Nick Foles was terrible in Kansas City. He was terrible in Jacksonville. He had one good year in Philly, and he was in Chicago. He played bad football for 80% of his career. One year in 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 uh, in uh, Philly when Michael Vick got hurt, I think, and those yeah. eight games are, and nine games at the end of the season. He was a slumdog millionaire, one in a million. When, when they made that run and beat Tom Brady, and they put up a 50-burger against that defense. Stop it. Joe Flacco was an MVP caliber guy for, for a handful of years there. He won playoff games. He had a great playoff record. And to answer your question, I think it's doing a disservice to Brock Purdy to group him in with the others. None of those guys, Nick Foles, uh, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, ever had the numbers and the efficiency that Brock Purdy had this year. Like at some point, people are going to have to become believers. I'm there, I think. I was with everybody else thinking like it was a – you know, it was a sham or it was a, it was a one-time thing last year. All he's done is lead this team to be the best team in the NFC. They had a, you know, they had a, a down three weeks. They, would they lose three in a row? Right. But listen, yeah. all this dude has done has punched the time clock and done his job to the best of his ability better than the majority of quarterbacks this year. So I think we're going to look at Brock, Brock Purdy and be asking five years from now, who is most like Brock Purdy, who's in the smack dab middle. We have no, this is unprecedented, uncharted waters where Mr. Irrelevant is now leading a team to a Super Bowl, regardless right. of the talent, irrespective of it. He did it. He, we're not talking about him not doing it with the talent. We're talking about him doing it with the talent. And the reason they have the talent is because they're paying him $11 a year. <laughs> right, 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of not know what you mean, but you know how you have the saying, it's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't? Yeah. For better or for worse, it's not Brock Purdy until it is for me. Right. And I'm sorry, if he wins, I'm going to look at him 
as a Trent Dilfer. I'm going to look at him as a Brad Johnson that wasn't as talented as a lot of the other quarterbacks in the league, but steered the ship. And to me, they still get their credit. They're Super Bowl winning quarterbacks who deserve credit for steering the ship and driving the Lamborghini and getting it to the finish line on time. But I would need to see more from Brock Purdy before I would be willing to put him in the Joe Flacco, Eli Manning conversation of guys who maybe aren't the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, in the league, but still were good leaders who got the job done. I think that everyone in the conversation deserves their respect at the end of the day for getting it done. But I, I just, I can't get there with Brock Purdy right now. If he goes out and he balls out and he is one of the main reasons why they win the game, then certainly the conversation will change and I'll atone next week when we have our discussion here. But for right now, I would say Mahomes isn't the GOAT, even if he wins. I think we agree there. And I would say that that Brock Purdy is more of a Dilfer, Brad Johnson, and it, you see him more as a Flacco, Eli Manning type. And I no. think that's perfectly fair too. I have a different name. I have a different name for you. And okay. it's not okay. stature. It's not anything like that. Big Ben. And go with me here, okay? Ben Roethlisberger completed like 13 passes the first time they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Time, he was yeah. gifted into something else. Okay. The best defense okay. in the NFL and Jerome Betts. Right. Okay? But he he was grew into being into a good player who's worthy of the respect. So I see right. what you're saying. So it, it's an elevated – like, so there's game manager, which every great quarterback is also. Is but you also manager, have the flash yeah. and you have the arm strength and everything. Big Ben may be the best game manager we've ever seen who completely – revolutionized himself by being this massive passer when they brought in Antonio Brown and had Mike Wallace right. and Emmanuel Sanders and Heath Miller. They had that high-powered offense, Willie Parker. Like, they had guys and Le'Veon Bell. But at his core, Big Ben may be the comp, the ceiling for Brock Purdy, which I think would be pretty good because it's kind of right in the middle. Yeah, Not a game I manager, think- has elite talent, but not in the package that you're used to seeing it in. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's a ceiling, at least from an accomplishment standpoint, that would make sense. But with that being said, let's get away from the quarterbacks here. Who are the top five position players in this Super Bowl? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Number one, the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives, great escapes. It's got class-exclusive Google built-in, which is always updating, and you can call on it for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, the Google Play Store store are all built right in to a 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next next adventure. You can also check out the 2024 Nissan Armada. It's going to change what you expect from a full-size SUV picture. A rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, NFL fans, we're going to continue a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. 
We're going to be diving into our predictions for what happens in that game to cap things off. Before we get into it, though, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen each and every day. Monday through Friday, NFL content all year round. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. Make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the Locked On NFL podcast. But now, we've talked quarterbacks. It's time to dive into the rest of the players. And I thought it would be an interesting exercise to go through our top five players in the Super Bowl that aren't quarterbacks. Alex, we're going to have dueling lists here. I'm not expecting us to agree. But I'll let you go first. Who is your number one? Your number one best player in this Super Bowl outside of Patrick Mahomes is going to be number one. We talk Brock Purdy. Keep it a position player. your number one position player in this Super Bowl. What position? Are you saying skill position? Are you saying any, any position of them. on the field? Any position that is not quarterback. You can pick anything on offense, anything on defense. Who's the best player in this Super Bowl that's not a quarterback? Trent Williams. Okay. Um, and it's not like, oh, you know, it could be a pass run. It could be Fred Warner. It could be Nick Bosa. It could be anybody, you know, Travis Kelsey. This offense doesn't work without Trent Williams. Right. Doesn't matter who they have. The right side of the line is suspect. They lost three games. I think he was out for all three, if not two of the three. I think Debo was out also. Trent Williams may be the best non-quarterback in the NFL. It's and he possible. constantly gets yeah. – like him at six seven a million pounds – with fleet of foot can run like a four six probably still and a nasty in his ages. Too, man. The dude is the metronome for this offense, and I know that's a little off kilter. It's like okay, fine. You want to talk skill position, running back, wide receiver, tight end? No, let's guys. respect like, the guys up front. Think, I like that. I think Trent Williams is the best non quarterback playing in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. I, yeah, I think that. You know, Travis Kelsey had a little bit of a down year statistically. Obviously, he's getting up there in age in his mid-30s. But I think when the when the chips are down, when the money's on the line, as we saw throughout the playoffs, Travis Kelsey's going to come up big. And I think if we look back and there's a person who wins MVP that isn't Patrick Mahomes, I think it could be Travis Kelsey. Now, Mahomes mm-hmm. would have to not go if Mahomes had 225 and two touchdowns on, you know, 22 completions, and Kelsey has seven catches for 120 yards and both the touchdowns, I think it would go to Travis Kelsey at that moment in time. So I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey, but what I will say is my number two is Trent Williams. So I don't think that you're crazy for that. Trent Williams is the second best player for me. I think Kelsey is, you know, all-time top two, top three tight ends of all time, and I think Trent Williams has a chance to be considered one of the top three offensive tackles of all time, especially if they win this Super Bowl. Having a Super Bowl on your resume, a Super Bowl win, absolutely huge for legacy and the way that people view your career. So I don't think you're crazy. I would go with Trent Williams at number two. Who would be your number two, though? Christian McCaffrey. I would take Christian McCaffrey over over Travis Kelsey. I mean, the reason why is Christian McCaffrey doesn't need somebody to throw him the ball to be effective. Right. (laughs) And Christian McCaffrey still stacked boxes Pretty much every snap he's on the field, unless they're in shotgun or third and long or whatever it is, circumstantially, right. situationally, he still produces four or five yards of carry. He's been durable all year, except for, you know, a little hobbles that they didn't keep him out of games. Like the dude is the bet. Like, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to speak in platitudes, but I mean, he could be the best running back like when his career is done since we've seen since LaDainian Tomlinson. Yes. Like the dude is absolutely unadulteratedly the best player that I've seen. Like, it's just what he does 
with his strength and his ability to catch seven or eight balls and still get yardage. And everybody knows he's getting the ball 30 times a game. That's the toughest thing. We have 11 guys on the other side of the field that planned for an entire week to stop you. And you're still getting 150 all purpose yards and two touchdowns a game. It's, it's, Every game. you know, it's, you can't even argue it. So he's yeah. the poster boy for the modern running back to me. He is, when you think about what a run, what you want in a running back in today's NFL, yeah. you think of Christian McCaffrey. Like yeah. everyone, like Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, he had a great playoff, really came on at the end of the year. He's a guy who can do that. Every team now is looking for a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and make plays. Who can also, it reminds me of Marshall Falk. You know, he's like the best running back like that since Marshall Falk. You put LaDainian Tomlinson in there, that's my favorite running back of all time, personally, so I'm biased there. But Marshall Falk is a guy who I think Christian McCaffrey is most like if we go back in recent NFL history. And I agree with you there. I'm going to have... Christian McCaffrey as my number three as well. Number four, though, I'm going to the defensive side of the ball. So, well, let me say this. Your number three, Travis Kelsey, at that point, are you putting him there or are you going somewhere else? You know, with importance, it's like, and, and listen, I'm not saying this to be to be different or anything like that. Like, I think that Fred Warner is yep. the – absolute well scariest off-ball linebacker that we have like he's taking yeah, over from Bobby Wagner yeah, you know yeah he's, like, he talked about this two seasons ago when he when he got his contract extension it's like yeah. he's been handed the reins from Bobby Wagner even though Bobby Wagner made another Pro Bowl like you have you have Fred Luke Warner Beatley, Bobby like, Wagner he's just, Fred he's Warner. absolutely yeah. and I would say Fred Warner the best especially for impact on a game yeah. I would say Fred Warner is the third best but it's close you put you put yeah. any of these guys in any different order but yeah, well, I think Fred Warner is the guy. I, I'm showing I'm showing my lean football philosophy wise. Number one, Travis Kelsey. Number two, mm-hmm. Trent Williams. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. For me, my final two guys are defensive linemen, pass rushers. I'm going to go with Chris Jones yeah. at number four and Nick Bosa at number five. Now I would have number six. I would Fred Warner would be my number six guy. But I pass rush is so key to me. And it's going to be so big in this game with both quarterbacks able to make some plays with their legs. So to round out my top five and kind of finish off, I got Travis Kelsey, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa. So you could cap yeah. off yours now with the yeah. time. And I'll probably do I'll do Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones four or five. Okay. Um yep. yeah. So I think and listen, you know, this could all go. This isn't Nick Bosa, dude. I mean, we didn't talk about Jartavius Ward. We didn't talk about, you know, we didn't talk Legereus about so Steve, many guys. Jerry Sneed. Brandon Ayuk. So Diva many different Samuel, guys. George, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, I know, dude. It's, yeah, put this it this way. Bad. As we as we transition here over to give our actual predictions in our last segment before the mm-hmm. actual Super Bowl, it's going to be good no yes. matter what. Both yes. these teams don't piss people off enough to be there's one villain and one that everybody's rooting for. There's so many different storylines. We'll hit them all next. We roll on here. Locked on NFL Thursday. Our predictions next. But first, this episode of Locked on NFL Thursday is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. 
Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SPIC is a registered broker-dealer. Second before the Super Bowl, man. If you didn't listen to Tyler and myself say appreciate football before season started, <laughs> of cookies because it's almost over. Uh, follow him at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, Locked on Titans, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. We make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us every day who've been with us all week for the last, what is it? Was this our fourth season? Uh, third I think season? Third. Third, yeah. sweet mother. Hope here's the 10 more. Um, okay, Super Bowl predictions. Uh, as we were going to break, I mentioned like very rarely are there so many storylines that it doesn't matter who wins, like yeah. in that instance where it's like, okay, so if this happens, then then it'll be good. But if it doesn't happen, then the game's gonna suck. It's like it doesn't matter. This is yeah. popcorn viewing, this is trophy wife slash trophy husband versus girl slash guy next door who happens to be a trophy wife and trophy husband with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Prediction-wise, I'm going to go first because I'm selfish. Okay? Because this is burying the lead, but we've only got seven minutes anyways. It's Patrick Mahomes until it's not. And I don't understand why we still have to see him as an underdog. I think Vegas is hedging a little bit because if you gave, like, the 49ers are very good. Maybe talent-wise the best one to 53 that we've seen in a decade, especially yeah. with Brock Purdy's emergence, actually being yep. like a pro bowl quarterback, 100%. but it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco's really came into play. I said this last week before the, or I said this two weeks ago before the conference championship game where I picked the chiefs to win. And I wasn't, you know, and I was uh, wrong. Yes. This is the Tom Brady year running back, LeGarrette Blount, James White core yep. uh, tight end. Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, defense, and quarterback. So I'm taking them. I think it's going to be close. I hope it comes down to the last possession for all of us. But I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw three touchdowns. He's going to throw for over 300 yards. Travis Kelsey is going to have a touchdown or two over 100 yards, 10 receptions, and they're going to win. Yeah, listen, a little clairvoyant Clancy appearance on the show (laughs) earlier because you said earlier that Patrick Mahomes has beat better teams in the Super Bowl because he's just so good. At the end of the day, he's just so good. And this year, he actually has the best defense that he's ever had in a Super Bowl. So if you already, Patrick Mahomes was able to beat people without the better defense, without the better team. Well, this time he may not have the better roster from one to 53, but with the way they've played in the playoffs, at least, the Chiefs have been the better defense. And if he's got a better defense and himself, there's no way. I made the mistake of betting against Patrick Mahomes last week. I thought that they would beat Buffalo. But, you know, for people out there who love the movie Hook like I do, I doubted the captain. Put me in the boo-boo box. All right, that's what I deserve. I'm not doing it again. I'm with you. I think the Chiefs win this game. And it is insane to me that the Chiefs 
are still underdogs on FanDuel. How? One and a half point underdogs. I, I just don't understand. I was, when the opening line came out on FanDuel, the Chiefs were getting three. I hammered it. I think a lot of people hammered it, which makes me nervous, though. Um, And Mahomes has won a ton. He won last year. Odds are that he loses, but I just can't bring myself to do it after what we've seen. To me, I'm going with the Chiefs. I think the game is 30-24. to I think the 49ers have a chance to win it at the end, and Brock Purdy throws an interception to lose them the game. So 30-24, to Kansas City Chiefs is my official prediction. I know you said you think the Chiefs win, but what's your final score prediction? I know that, what is the over-under, like 45, 46? I think that, like, statistic, like the first it's quarter. dropped of a couple Super- of points, though. Yeah. Su- Su- first quarters of Super Bowls are usually pretty um, pretty tight. Yeah. Um, and also, who's the referee or the umpire that's that's refing this game? He's it, like it's eighty percent of the time he goes under or something like that. Seventy yeah, percent of the yeah. time he goes under. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think it'll be like 27-24. and it's gonna. Who, I mean, it could be who comes down to it. Who has the ball late, and it's you know Harrison Bucker for a field goal at the end. Here's the thing, and another thing that I was right about. Let's let's just pat me on the back here. Um, I did say Travis Kelsey 10, 10 receptions over hundred yards yeah. and a touchdown against Baltimore. Uh, that was the easiest cash I've ever had in my life. Um, and I, listen, if Baltimore's defense can't do it, San Francisco's defense ain't going to be able to do it either. It doesn't yeah. matter. Both San Francisco's defense hasn't played fantastically down the stretch. They were lucky that Detroit just fell on their faces yep. in the second half of that game two weeks ago. So, Tyler, I'm going to ask because I'm assuming you're going to ask, so I'm just going to take it. Who wins MVP? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet with my heart. I do want to say this: the line has gone back up for the Chiefs from one and a half, plus one and a half to plus two and a half now. Which anything under three, it's I don't even care about that. Uh, but either way, that's what it is, and it's over under forty seven and a half is where it's at right now as of this recording on Fanduel. So check that out if you're interested. For me, and I'm lucky enough to have gone on Fanduel and got this for plus eleven thousand. I bet ten bucks. I'm gonna be a thousandaire. Sam Darnold? <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. The the 49ers have struggled stopping the run. And I think that in a game where you have a good defense and San Francisco has a good pass rush and some good pass defense players, I think if you line up and you run the ball down their throat, I think Pacheco can go over 120 total yards. If he scores two touchdowns just because they get close, they're down at the sideline, catches a couple passes, say he gets... You know, 95 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards, scores two touchdowns. I think we have seen in some of these games where these quarterbacks who have multiple championships, they have multiple uh, Super Bowl MVPs like Tom Brady. Sometimes their running backs win it because it just turns out that the running back gets the scores instead of the throws. I think Isaiah Pacheco is the Super Bowl MVP and the Chiefs win. That's good. I like it. Um I don't. I think it's gonna be difficult for Patrick Mahomes to win it because, like, here's the thing: it's not gonna be 75 yards for Rasheed Rice and 75 yards for Travis Kelsey. He's gonna find one guy and he's just gonna exploit the hell out of it all game. Yep. Okay. So with Travis Kelsey, it's like, okay. So say you pick between Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, it's gonna be the throwing way. It's like, okay, right. Rasheed Rice may be the better value because he could 100 percent go eight for 120 and two touchdowns. Like, we have no idea what it's gonna be. I mean. The only receiver that you kind of just rule out is MVS. And then everybody else is those two guys. It's interesting. Um, 
because I think the Chiefs are going to win, I got that Pacheco one's really interesting. Um, I, I I do like I think Kelsey's plus seventeen hundred or was. I'm assuming that number will go down a little bit because it can be very favorable yeah. as as we get closer to the game. But I think Travis Kelsey has the best chance. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes would have to throw for you know three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns to three different receivers, yeah. and Isaiah Pacheco would not be getting in the end zone. So yeah, I, I think Travis Kelsey's the guy. Um, now media loves worry. narratives, man. That that's one thing that we have to remember is the people who vote on who will be the Super Bowl MVP. They love a narrative, and giving it to Patrick Mahomes again doesn't establish anything interesting. Doesn't establish anything to write about. But look, Travis Kelsey, on the other hand, with the Taylor Swift involvement, had to get her name in once here before the end of the show, of course, to annoy everybody. But <laughs> I think with all of that, Kelsey makes a ton of sense as a guy that they would give the the MVP to, and then. He proposes to Taylor Swift on the field. He gets two rings Stop on it. the night, Stop and it. we all go home happy. Stop it. <laughs> how, right. much that, but, how much How much does that ring have to be? Uh, to impress her. You could probably buy her an $8 ring, and she'd be she'd be happy. Yeah, what if it's a ring pop? He gets on one knee, and it's just a ring pop and a thing. I did that Love for prom one time in high school. But now we're off the rails. With that being said, <laughs> we'll be back next week to break down everything that happened, update you guys on all the latest in the NFL I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert for Locked On Titans. For my co-host, Alex Clancy, host and local expert of Locked On Cardinals. That is going to do it for us today. As I tell you guys every week, start your weekend early and stay safe out there. Appreciate you.